This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 123. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com, and I'm joined by Lisa of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am also never better. So (laughs) I was going to be disappointed (laughs) if you missed out on the never better. (laughs) This is the show about colored pencil, and we bring this show to you every single Monday. It's free. This is a free podcast. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today? We are talking about 10 things you wish people knew about colored pencils. Invariably, we speak to people who don't know a whole lot about colored pencils. So we're not talking necessarily here really about fellow artists, but we're talking about friends and family sometimes. And the people that say, oh, that's a pretty little sketch you did. Would you sketch one for me? I'll pay you 30 bucks. That that kind of person. That's who we're talking to. Like They just don't (laughs) take us that seriously because they hear the word colored pencil and it's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> or, or yeah, or like the uh, oil painter artist that, that I saw at uh, Plaza Art a few months ago, and uh, something was said about colored pencil, and they wrinkled, they seriously wrinkled up <laughs> their nose, and half of their face got just this big frown on it. It was hilarious. oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, Sadly, what? that is just really common. People just have it a lot is. of misconceptions about colored pencil. So today, we're going to talk a bit about that. So number one on the list is that the colored pencils, if you're using professional grade good pencils, they're just as light fast as other mediums. And this is definitely something that a lot of people don't understand. Back, you know, years and years and years ago, they were not always so light fast. They are now. So it is something that is to be taken seriously. This is not something that's going to fade that's just being used as illustrations for books and such like they used to be more before. Now, these are a good medium and it's something that is going to last. Well, pigment is pigment is pigment. If you use pigment in oils or any other medium, you're using they're using the same pigment in colored pencils. T- talking about professional grade pencils again, and so yeah, the colorants and the binders and all of those things uh, those make a difference in the type of medium that's created. But we're talking about professional grade mediums, and you're using pigment, so it, there's no difference there. And that that always just kind of cracks me up, to be honest about it. Okay, so the one thing I wish that people knew is that colored pencil is actually a preferred medium. That's that that is that's my preference. It's not something that it's because I don't know how to do some other medium, or you, you just don't you haven't learned how to do you know digital art or oil paint. I used to oil paint. It, it was fine. It was okay. But I prefer colored pencil. And even if I didn't, it's something that I like to do more often. I also use graphite. I use charcoal. I use pen and ink. There's a lot of other things. I use gouache. 
and I enjoy other mediums, but I prefer colored pencil. And so it, it's just kind of humorous to me that people will say, oh, you're using colored pencil. You should really learn how, how to uh, do digital painting. Oh, when are you going to learn oils or when are you going to do, you know, it's like. Yeah, like uh, it's a beginner and intro yeah, medium. Like, <laughs> like uh, okay, you're just starting out, I guess, you know, that kind of. No, it's actually something that I prefer. And, you know, and I've blogged about this. I, I wrote an article about this, five reasons I love using colored pencils. There's many others probably, but quickly i mean they're just very versatile and i can do so many things with them they're quick and clean you can take them with you on the go very easily there's no you know you don't have to use solvents all the time when you're using them i most of the time do use solvents but i don't use it on every part of the drawing and often there's a, a lot of the rendering that you can do dry they keep lines better than many other mediums there's i could go on and on but yeah it's a preferred medium yeah i work in a lot of different mediums. I do work in digital oil, acrylics, graphite, charcoal. I mean, there's so digital many different oil? things. Wow. Digital Never. comma. There's a comma okay. there. Oh, okay. um, I just talk faster than you. Okay. Do. There. That was oh, my attempt to really? talk slow, and I start slurring it out. I can't talk slow. <laughs> but no, I mean, I work in a lot of different mediums. Yeah. I'm not choosing yeah. any one of them because I think it's better than the other. I enjoy all of them, and I think colored pencils just—it's an enjoyable medium to work in. I'm not using it, it because I don't know how to use other things. Right. Obviously, it's there's just a lot of of reasons, like John was saying, there's a lot of reasons that I like colored pencil. Yeah, they feel good. I, I, I love them. So and I like the way they lay down. They're a different medium. And the versatility, I think, is the biggest deal for me. They can mimic so many other looks and feels of other mediums. And they're just awesome. They actually work so well for so many different types of mixed media, too. I like yeah, to do yeah, airbrushed do. backgrounds and then do the finer detail with colored pencil. And I just love that combination. It's just a look that I really, really like. What I love about it, too, I just have to say this before we go on, Lisa. And you may be thinking this, too. Yes, you listening over there while you're drawing or while you're on your commute to work, maybe while you're on the treadmill. But the other nice thing about them is that you can use so many different supports, uh, different papers and different types of things that you're, you know, canvas, you can use uh, sanded paper. I could go on and on. Yeah, I, you know, I've been working in colored pencils for, well, since 90, 1995, I believe, was when I got my first set of, of colored pencils. I was working with Prismacolor back then. All these years, and I'm still experimenting with different techniques, with different papers, with different, like, there, there, yeah, there's no yeah. limit to what you can do with this medium. And it's constantly changing because of some good manufacturing. Some of these, uh, some of these companies are really pushing the limits. And coming up with better and better products all the time. And I really love that, that they're being so innovative with colored pencils. They're taking it serious as a serious art medium. So it is one of the newer mediums. And, uh, and that goes back to being light fast. So many of these mm -hmm, companies right. are making more professional products for us that they're perfect for a professional artist. The next thing I really wish people understood is that they aren't easier than other mediums. This is something that right. I saw a lot either from students when they would first start taking classes. They would want to choose something easy to get started. Like it was this intro medium, this thing that you started with before you went on to the more advanced things. And I'm thinking, yeah. what? No, this is one of the more difficult mediums that I work in. This is not easier than anything else to really master. And I don't say that to discourage someone from using it, but I mean, to master colored pencil, this attitude that a lot of people who don't work in pencils have is that it's a childish type thing. And it's not. Yeah. It's 
not easier. It is definitely no. so much more with layering and understanding blending. It is a lot harder, I think, to get really good at that than somebody who is doing oil painting. I mean, you can get this beautiful sky painting done. First time student never touched paints before. First right. time they've got this beautiful, realistic looking sky. That's a lot more difficult to have someone who's never worked with colored pencils accomplish. So it's definitely not an easier medium than anything else. Yeah, definitely. All right. The next thing that I wish people understood with regard to colored pencil is the drawing can actually be called a painting. I've had people, you know, when they find out you did it in colored pencil, say, well, I thought you said it was a painting. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it is. You know, I am painting with pencils. And when you're laying down those pencils, and especially if you're layering and you're using solvent or you're getting a thick amount of the medium on uh, your support, then, yeah, you, you there's a time in there where you can just start playing around with that and pushing that wax or the oil whichever you're using you start pushing that and mixing it kind of like you are in this this little it's this liquid nearly that you're that you're using and especially you know if you're pulling out some of these other tools that we've talked about in the past but like the icarus board for one but if you know you're using solvent and things like that you're you're actually painting i use paint brushes just about half the time it depends on the project sometimes more sometimes less than i am even using a pencil uh, itself Okay, so the next thing is colored pencil is actually an acceptable medium. It's uh, been accepted in many prestigious galleries and in most art competitions and in shows. And I think a lot of people are dumbfounded when they find that out. They're like, what? It's, it's an acceptable fine art medium. Now, we've known that it's an illustration medium for years, but it's also a fine art medium. One of the galleries that I show in, well, it's not actually a gallery. It's the local, one of the city halls in my area. They mm-hmm. display artwork year-round. They rotate artwork in and out. And they actually requested colored pencil work from me. That was one of the things that they they wanted. So it, it's they wanted yeah. to get a variation of different things and they liked my work. It's not, not something surprised. where... I'm, and then there are going to be some galleries who are still a little bit behind the times and don't realize this, this right. is a professional medium. But most of them are waking up to that. Most yeah. galleries are starting to see what color, what good colored pencil can do. Yeah, it, 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 it's a newer medium. I mean, it has changed so much. This is a newer medium and I feel like we're pioneers in this medium that we're using and so there's so many things that we're able to do as being new artists to this this medium. The next thing that I wish people would realize is that you do not have to charge less for a colored pencil piece than you do for an oil painting. There's this idea out there that if it's an oil painting, it's worth more than anything else. There is so much more involved when it comes to pricing artwork than what medium you work in. Really, what matters the most is who you are and what kind of a following you've built up, how much demand you've created for your artwork. I personally charge quite a bit more per square inch for a colored pencil piece than an oil or an acrylic or really any other medium because it takes me so much longer to to create. I'm not going to charge less because of the idea that colored pencil is worth less. We, I think, as artists need to start Mm -hmm. letting people know it's not. It is worth, in my case, it's worth more. Mm -hmm. One of my colored pencil pieces is worth more than an oil because 
it takes me a lot longer to do. So I charge more and I've not had any problems selling colored. I actually, looking back, I think I've sold, if I look back the last few years, I've sold more colored pencil pieces than I have oils or acrylics. Well, and, and you know, and it's not even that about, you know, how long it takes you or whatever. And Lisa, actually, you and I should probably record another podcast on pricing. I know we've done that in the past and we've touched on it while, here though, and there. Yeah. yeah, it has been a while. And the po- most podcast players do not show your podcast uh, past one. And so we're at 123 with this show. And so there's about 23 shows that are uh, not showing up in a lot of podcast players. So it'd be worth revisiting that topic. But yeah, to your point, even framing of a colored pencil piece and the types of things that you have to do for a colored pencil piece. I, you know, for me, I mean, I use museum glass most of the time and that's very expensive way of, of uh, framing an art piece. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things to consider, but yeah, the time I think is a big deal, but you know, that doesn't have to be, I'm just telling you this. If you're somebody thinking about, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll just charge by the hour. You know, you don't have to do that. You know, you have to figure out what the value is and then be consistent. And I'm not going to go into pricing, but it doesn't have anything to do with you know a lot of the the perceptions that are out there that oh an oil painting has to be worth more than a colored pencil. It, we have to educate the audience. We have to educate the buyer on what they're really purchasing here. And I think as artists too, well, like you're saying, we need to educate people, but don't let people kind of stronger or, or guilt yeah, us talk into them, charging talk you less. down you yeah know. don't let them do that because it actually hurts i think the industry or the color all colored pencil artists because we're t- we're then confirming yeah it's colored pencil so you're right it's not worth as much i'll go right ahead and no no less. don't don't no. exactly right <laughs> don't tuck your tail and run stand up to this kind of mentality and say no 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 you know this and start educating them did you know that a pigment is a pigment and that the pigments used in colored pencils are the same as in oil paints you know Start educating them about this newer medium because they don't know. All right, I want to talk about our good friends over at Audible.com. Now, Lisa, this is such an awesome company. One reason why it's such a great company, you can get audiobooks from so many different genres and titles, but The biggest reason I think that it's such an awesome company is because Amazon owns Audible. They purchased this company, I think, over a decade ago. And since then, they've just really done a lot for that company and built it up into the strong brand that it is now. I mean, if you want a good narration of a good book, that's the place to go. Get it on Audible. And I I got a couple of suggestions here for you. Maybe you haven't had enough of the United States of America last election, and you're not tired of the characters that we had to choose from. And so you want to revisit some of that. That's great. One I would suggest then would be The Beautiful Poetry of Donald Trump. And you can listen to... Can't be a serious thing. No, it really, it really is. You have got but to be he, making that up right now. No, I'm not making this up. And but he's not, he's not the one. It, it's taken from his his words. And, okay. Uh, some guy has put this together. I, I mean, it's parody, but it has a very serious looking Donald Trump on the on the front of it. And maybe maybe you know you you're not into that. So okay, I get it. Maybe you want to hear something about Hillary. That's great. May I suggest the deleted emails of Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Uh, colon a parody now that would be that would be great too oh you just angered so many people but you know uh, this is tongue-in-cheek but anyway so that's just an example of some of the really wacky and strange things that you can get out here and you can listen to and you can listen to these samples which i think is a really neat 
deal because they go on for several minutes, many of them. Yeah, you get you about five minutes. Get an idea. I strongly cool. recommend doing before you buy a book because sometimes some of the narrators are so horrible that I can't even imagine listening to them for an entire book. But some of them are really great. The oh, narrators. yeah. Some of them make the book better than if you read yeah. it yourself. Some of them, exactly. most of them, I would say is actually that's the case. But the nice thing is there have been a couple of times that I bought a book and I couldn't either the narrator, I just couldn't deal with it or the book was... There was one that it was very, we'll just say it was very inappropriate, and I didn't realize that's what I was buying. Um, I was able to return it, no problem. It was so easy to do. So if you do get a book you don't love, I just, I love this company because I've done My that mind's going times. wild with wondering what that was like. It, it was not good. It was not okay at all. one. Things I cannot repeat on this podcast, that's for sure. All right. Good deal. All right. So, <laughs> so maybe you're interested in in this. And here's the deal. I, I can get you a free book. That's right. You can sign up right now, audibletrial.com slash podcast. You can get that first book for free. And, and not only that, if you decide that you don't want the awesome plan that they give you, give you so many credits uh, per month, and if you decide you don't want to do that, then you cancel on day 29 and you'll never be charged, but you get to keep that book forever. So that's yours for free. So that's that's your book on us just for going over there and giving it a try. That's audibletrial.com slash podcast. So the next thing is you can get just about as many colors and color ranges as you want in this medium as you can in many others. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, ah, there's not as many pinks and purples or blues or whatever. Here's the thing. You can mix the the pencils together. I mean, they mix perfectly well, the wax and the oil-based pencils, if you believe that they're wax and oil-based. Um, I know there's some different camps of thought on that, but just to keep it simple... Any of the colored pencils you can mix together. And when you do that, you can create your own colors. And so just like you would with oils or acrylics or something like that, you're instead of mixing on a palette, you're mixing right there on your project. So you use a test paper and you layer things over one another, or you can mix them down, blend them together, or whatever you want to call that, with your solvent. You can create other colors is the point. And so there is a large range. And you end up essentially glazing like you would with other mediums, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And taking advantage of that natural, translucent nature of most colored pencils is kind of cool. Because you can, you know, bring out those other colors that you that you need and that you want. The next thing that I really wish people knew is that our supplies are not cheaper than other mediums. This is yeah. what I always heard, too, especially from students. Uh, I would have parents bring in their teens and think they weren't going to have to spend as much if they started with colored pencil. And I'm like, oh, right, yeah, about right. that. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, these are not cheap. I mean, if you want to buy nice, uh, the, the right product. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, yeah, you could get Crayola, but you're not going to learn the same from right. Crayola that you would with Polychromos exactly. or, or any other brand. The the pencils that we're using, I've, I've had people say that. They think that I'm using them because they're cheap. No, definitely not the case. Um, I probably spend more if I averaged per year. I would guess I spend more on colored pencils than I do any other medium I work in. They're not they're, they're definitely just not cheaper than other mediums. And then you have to add paper. And kind of going back into 
things that people don't really realize is kind of going back to what we were talking about before with charging less that you don't need to charge less for an oil painting or for a colored pencil than you would an oil painting. The We've got to take into to consideration the frame. We've got the matting. We've mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot involved that really adds to the cost of colored pencil. These aren't cheap supplies. They're not cheap materials that we're using here. Right. Yeah. And that is something that people people don't really, they don't really know that if they're not familiar with the medium at all. And they're kind of blown away when they can find out, you know, you can pay three to six dollars for one pencil. Something I wish everyone just knew that we have to educate them. Exactly. And I think in educating that and letting people understand how that is, mm-hmm. that will help them to understand why we aren't going to charge $20 for a colored pencil piece. Why? It's, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars. This is not a cheap medium. There's a lot of supplies that go into this. And if we're using professional grade supplies, they're not cheap. Exactly. All right. So next, they're the, for me, they are the perfect tool for very tight, detailed realism. The reason for that is one obvious thing. You're using a point, a little tiny point. And so I know exactly where the, just the precision of that point, I know exactly where it's going to go when I touch it to my paper. I know exactly what it's going to do when it gets there because it's so precise. It's very deliberate medium. Unlike, uh, I guess I would contrast it with maybe watercolor, something like that, you know, where, okay, let's just be happy and free and figure out, you know, where this uh, is going to go. And then we're just going to paint our feelings over on top of it, that kind of thing. So this is like nearly the opposite of that. And what was that snicker about? I've actually heard things like that. So, yeah, it's it, this is very precise. And, you know, it's it's logical. It's methodical. Uh, you can treat it like that. You can be you can be very, very precise with it. And I know that people can use colored pencil for abstract and for expressionism and things like that. And I enjoy that kind of stuff. Some of it in limited doses. I can tolerate. I'm just kidding. It's, it's fine. But the thing is, for very tight realism... A colored pencil, I mean, it's just such a nice medium for that. It is. I do want to throw out there before people start complaining. I do realize watercolor can get you tight precision. I've seen it. Where I know. I thought I've it was seen it too. I, I know. Um, I was trying to yeah. contrast it with something that I think everyone could understand. <laughs> but no, I've seen right. it too, you, and it's awesome. But By its very nature, it's... Yeah. it's just very suited to having yeah. the tight control, the tight little details for right. um, j- anything little, any small detail. It's really, really nice for getting having that kind of control with. The last thing that I wish people would know, and I actually have my business card, a colored pencil piece is printed on that business card for this reason. People so often assume when you say you work in colored pencil, I can't even tell you how many times I've had people look at me like, like, Oh, how cute. That's adorable. Yeah. I mean, it's not serious, but okay, good for you. And it's uh-huh. like, no, it doesn't look like crayon. Bless it's my your card. Heart. And then they're, they're always shocked when they see what colored pencil can actually look like. But I wish yeah. more people realized colored pencil doesn't look like crayon. I mean, it can look like crayon, but it, it's that's not what we're creating. I wish we could get people to understand that. And that's why my main business card that I use has colored pencil, because sure enough, when people ask if you get to talking about what you do for a living, it's like, oh, I'm an artist. What medium do you work in? And if you say colored pencil every time, that look mm-hmm. of, oh, oh yeah. the poor like, dear. Oh, bless she your little heart. Really, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so <laughs> sweet. Like, Here's my card. Yeah. Oh, wow. Th- that's colored pencil? Yeah. Once they see it, it's like that. 
I can't believe that's colored pencil. You know, I, I know that sounds like such a, a tired expression now to many of us who are colored pencil artists, but it, it's so true. I mean, it's like they cannot believe they, they look at that and like, wow, that's what you can do with that. Yeah. And that's That's definitely one of the biggest things I wish more people were aware of when they see that. And I think we're doing a really good job. I mean, considering that this is a newer medium, I do think that we're doing a good, pretty good job of educating people and showing people and getting this out there on the Internet and magazines. I think we are. Some of the stuff that people are doing that you just look at and go, oh, my gosh, I would never guess that was, you know, even myself. I am a colored pencil artist. And some of the stuff I see, I'm like, oh, wow. Um, You really with colored pencil, if you're good. You can't tell a difference between a colored pencil and an oil painting when you look at photos of the two side by side. If the the artist is good at what they're doing, there shouldn't be a difference between how – you shouldn't look at it and go, oh, okay, it's crayon. It's colored pencil. Yeah, to that point, again, there are many of our colleagues who are represented in uh, some very fine art, uh, very nice galleries. And, you know, that's a real accomplishment, a big – accomplishment for colored pencil and i'm so excited about that and also in wrapping up here the the price on colored pencil pieces i've noticed gradually has just not just because of time but has increased quite a bit and i think that's because of just the awareness of so many people now becoming more aware than they were in the past Okay, one final one, Lisa. This is a little bonus one, not to go to 11 or anything, but this is one I want to say, is that one of the things that I hear a lot from people who they feel like, well, they know something about colored pencil, even though maybe they're not an artist themselves. Their cousin does colored pencil art or something like that, and they use Prismacolor Premier colored pencils because you know I know those are the best. I wish people knew that there were other professional-grade colored pencils other than Prismacolor Premier. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. Starting off, honestly, (laughs) yeah, I wish I'd have known that too years ago. I thought that too. I thought, I mean, that's what (laughs) everyone says. It's the best here in the U.S. That's what we hear from everybody, from teachers, from other. I mean, we've heard that for so long, and and we feel like because we're in this little bubble, that so many people now that everyone knows it. No, they don't. If you talk to anybody outside of this space, outside of the uh, colored pencil community, then you're talking to somebody who's probably not educated in that fact that they're. There are so many other better pencils, in my opinion, than the Prismacolor Premier pencils. So, yeah, we've yeah. got a lot of options. I we do. I definitely wish awesome. I had known more about that early on. And it wasn't until I had gotten frustrated. I, I've told this story before, so I'll keep it short. But where I got frustrated, I was just sick of breaking pencils. I saw artwork that Alan Woolett was doing. He does these phenomenal birds in colored pencil. And I like d- to paint and draw birds. So I contacted him. I'm like, what are you using? What paper? What pencil? So I went ahead and got what he was using. And oh my gosh, it, it was just that wake up of, I've got other options. I don't only have to use this one kind of pencil. There are lots of options available. And now I've used lots and like lots of different pencils. I remember talking to a colored pencil artist and asking them, said, well, is there any other pencil besides Prismacolor Premier? (laughs) When I first started learning about colored pencils and they said, oh, yeah, don't use those. Like, really? (laughs) So that was funny. But yeah, it's you know, and, and you're probably sitting there if you are a colored pencil artist, which I know many of you are, and you're thinking, well, yeah, I remember the time that that happened to me. And 
And I'm sure we've conjured up a lot of thoughts in your head about things that you wish people knew about colored pencils. And you know what? We'd love to hear that. You can leave a comment in the show notes over at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. You can reach out to us on Twitter. Lisa's at Lockery. I'm at Sharpened Artist. You can email us anytime, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And if we haven't said it lately, we really appreciate you listening. Thank you very much. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. I don't know, but Steven just facepalmed right now when he heard me asking to make it longer. Well, he's probably got a bruise on his forehead from that. Audibletrial.com slash CP. Oh, what?